welcome to New Life Church Sermons. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to connect more with us, go to newlifesl.church. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. You can read it on the screen. I'm reading from the King James Version. Uh, It says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Everyone say, the promise of the Father. Which saith he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Not many days hence. I want to speak from this subject today. It won't be long now. It won't be long now. Let's pray and ask the Lord to speak to us today. Open your heart to receive the word and uh, mix your faith with it. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you for your presence that is in this place, your undeniable presence that is in this place. And Father, I'm asking that as the word goes forth, that you would confirm it with signs following, that you would reach the heart and mind of every person, anoint our ears to hear and our heart to receive anything that would seek to hinder what you will to be done today. We bind it in Jesus' name, and we pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. One more time, clap your hands to the Lord. You can be seated. The paramount moment that was anticipated by the first believers and is now celebrated by 21st century believers, is the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost recorded in Acts chapter 2. It is the promise of the Father. It is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And it is still very much for you and I today. Jesus said, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. This is what Jesus declared to his followers shortly prior to his ascension. It was a promise that was coming, but it hadn't come yet. So go to Jerusalem and wait. Everybody say wait. We find in Luke chapter 24 that after the disciples heard the final words of Jesus as he went into heaven, they went back to Jerusalem and Luke 24 records that they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. We find in Acts chapter 1 that the disciples went back to Jerusalem and were continually given to prayer and petition. So which is it? both. It's both. Scripture does not insinuate that they prayed and praised only at one gathering and then said, well, that's enough. We're done. We did our part. It does not insinuate that they gave themselves to this posturing for just a weekend or a week and then stopped. No, the language of Scripture and this setting is that this was their lifestyle. Because it says they did it continually. 
Everybody say continually. Continually. When does continually end? Well, if you continue, it doesn't end. They were continually praising and blessing God. They were continually praying and petitioning God. There's no insinuation in scripture that the mindset of these early Christians was that they ever planned on stopping. And it never insinuates that they were only caught up in their emotions. And when their emotions crashed, they stopped. They continued in it. They blessed the Lord at all times, which is biblical. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise will continually be in my mouth. You believe that today? But they also prayed. They prayed that the will of God be done. How do we know that? Well, we can piece scripture together and see it clearly. Their prayer was not them asking amiss. Their prayer was they were praying the will of God. They were praying and they were petitioning God continually. John, the beloved, who was there in the upper room, and was there prior to Acts chapter 2, writes in one of his letters in 1 John 5, 14 through 15, John says, now this is the confidence. Everybody say confidence. This is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, Whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we asked of him. Whatever we ask according to his will, we know that he hears us. And because we know that he hears us when we ask according to his will, we know that we have what we're praying for. It's not a question. It's not an uncertainty. It's not a prayer of, Lord, if this is your will. If you're praying his will, you know, according to this book, it's already yours. And this is what the apostles did in Acts. Jesus told his followers the will of God. Jesus told his followers the promise of God. Jesus told his followers the place to be when the promise was fulfilled. And Jesus told his followers when it would happen. Jesus talks to you when you listen. All they had to do was pray until it happened. They weren't praying passively with uncertainty. They already knew the will of God and the promise of God, the place to be and when it would happen. The will of God is that you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. The promise of God is that this Holy Ghost infilling is the promise of the Father. The place where the promise will be fulfilled is in Jerusalem. And when is it going to happen? Not many days hence. What does that mean? It won't be long now. Jesus didn't tell them the exact day, but he said, it won't be long now. 
So you just go where I told you to go and you pray for what I told you to pray for and soon, it won't be long now, and the promise I made you is going to be fulfilled. So that's what they did. They knew it. So they went and they prayed his will. And when they were there praying, they knew what they were praying for and what they were waiting for. So they just kept praying and they just kept waiting because they said, and they knew, Jesus said, it won't be long now. So as they're praying, Jesus said he's sending the promise of the Father, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said it won't be long now. I don't know if that's three days, four days, a week, a month, but that it's, it's not too long now, so we're praying. What are they praying? It doesn't record exactly what they're praying, but what we can conclude based on Scripture is that they weren't passively, well, like, Lord, we don't know what's happening. We don't understand. Jesus told them, soon. You will be baptized with the Holy Ghost, so go and wait. And Scripture says they went back to Jerusalem and continually praised and blessed God and prayed and petitioned God. And they did it continually, kind of like they had expectation. And as they're praying, it's like they're praying this with this mindset. It's mine. This promise Jesus made me. He said, it's coming and it's mine. So let your will that is in heaven come down to the earth. I'm praying the will of God down. I'm not asking amiss. I'm not praying in the dark. I'm not clueless when I'm petitioning God. God said he's got a promise and this is what it is. So Jesus, send it on down. The promise of the Father is mine because Jesus said it's mine. This promise from God that is coming, it's mine because Jesus said it's mine. And it won't be long now. It's just a matter of time. It's just a few days. It's just a little bit longer. So while I'm waiting, I'm praying it down. Look at somebody and say, it won't be long now. It won't be. Day one, there's 10 days between Jesus' ascension and the outpouring of his spirit. Day one, they're praying. They're blessing God. Nothing. Day two, they're praying. They're blessing God. Nothing. Day four, they get there. God's made us a promise. He said it won't be long now. I know it hasn't been fulfilled yet. I haven't been baptized with the Holy Ghost yet, but he said it's coming. And Jesus is as good as his word because scripture says he is the word made flesh. So if Jesus said it, that settles it. Day five, they're praying. Day eight, they're praising God. They're praying. This promise is mine. I'm petitioning God. God, you said you're going to baptize me with the Holy Ghost. So I want that promise. It be it unto me according to your word. Day nine, they're praying. Amen. 
Day nine, they're praying. Nothing. But they kept at it. Petitioning God. Praising God. It's coming. Look at somebody and say, it's coming. And look at him again and say, it won't be long now. Do you believe that? We are like, what are you talking about? Day 10, the ones who stayed and prayed and praised until the promise was fulfilled were the people that were in that upper room. They're doing the same thing they've been doing for 10 days, but this day was the day for the promise to be fulfilled. And while they're doing what they've always done, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. There came a wind that blew through the house. There came a fire that sat upon each of them and they all began to speak in other tongues as the spirit of God gave them the utterance. The promise that they had been praying for was now fulfilled in their life simply because they understood one thing. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we've got it. Are you praying his will or are you praying your will? If you pray his will, you've got it. It's yours, and it won't be long now till the promise God has made you has been fulfilled in your life. And in case some of you were wondering today, if you have not been baptized with the Holy Ghost, it is still for you today, but you've got to petition God for it. And it is his will that you get it. Now hear me today. Hear me today. It is his will that you get it, but you have to petition him for it because whatever you ask according to his will, it's yours. It's not, Lord, if you want me to receive it, I receive it. Lord, please let me have it. I don't know how to get it. No, it's yours. You petition God for it. You lift your hands, you open your mouth, and you say, God, the will of heaven, let it be in my life. I want to receive the Spirit of God. But you got to ask, petition, until it's fulfilled. Now, I know that there was a reason why there was 10 days between Jesus' ascension and the initial outpouring of the Spirit of God in Acts chapter 2. There's a reason for it. But sometimes, if it doesn't happen in two minutes, we're like, well, it's just not for me. Now, it happens quickly sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. But these people prayed for 10 days days so I just want to say this if you haven't received it yet it's not because it's not for you it's a promise to everyone just like continually is how long is continually how many is everyone you your children all that are afar off, everyone. 
But you've got to petition God for it. It's a gift. People that gives, give gifts don't force it on people. You don't want my gift? I'll give it to somebody that wants it. So you do have to petition God for it. But if you do it sincerely with faith, it won't be long now until you are baptized with the Holy Ghost. But today I want to say a couple things directly to this church. And it's time that if anyone has doubted up to this point, decide, you in or you out? That means 100% or not at all. No riding the fence, no trying to mix doubt in faith, in this place, the Lord has spoken expressly for the past couple of months. And the witness of his spirit that has been in our midst over the past several months is just one confirmation. It won't be long now. I was praying the 1st of December, December 7th, 2021. I shared this with you before, but the Lord spoke to me. He said, in the third year, and I went to Isaiah 37, verse 30, where it says, in the third year, sow and reap. It doesn't just say sow, but sow and reap. And the Lord reminded me that this year we are entering the third year of pastoring this church in the third year of us as a group of believers being together. This segment of this church's history is the third year. And there has been a foundation laid here that has survived COVID. There has been something established here. But if you think that this is all there is, you haven't been praying. Because if you've been praying, the Lord would be speaking to you clearly that you have not seen anything yet, and it won't be long now. Exactly one month later, January 7th, 2022, a friend of mine texted me and said, the Lord wanted me to tell you, you are to enter a season of sowing my seed. Go with reckless abandon. Go wherever the door is opened and sow my seed for I am preparing people of peace to receive my word from you. February 12th, 2022, I shared this with you one day before my pastor, Brother Morgan, came and preached and I shared this with you. I was praying and I felt the Spirit of God very strongly on that Saturday afternoon and I looked up and I saw in the ceiling flames of fire descending onto this place and as it intensified each flame combined with another until you couldn't distinguish the two it intensified it started where you could see many falling individually until it came into one giant heap of fire and descended in this place on March 5th 2022 someone at New Life Church had a dream that the building we are in was packed to capacity and he told me this on March 6th one week ago
We should be a little more excited about that. A little more faith. Don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in your waiting. How many dreams have I shared with you that multiple people through this church have said, I had a dream last night that people were standing outside the door trying to get in. I had a dream last night that our church was thousands of people. I had a dream last night. This building was packed to capacity. If you believe that, why don't you mix your faith with this word? Hallelujah, Jesus. We want it to come to pass. And then, Tuesday, was up here praying, battling a heaviness the past several weeks for many different reasons. And I've been relying on the Lord to help me and give me insight and wisdom and most of all, grace. And I was praying and I came in here cloudy in my mind, not understanding why I felt this heaviness, praying and the Spirit of God met me very strongly. And I began to pray and do some things, and the Lord began to speak. And everything that the Lord has spoken recently, I've been able to find in the Word of God. It's cool that way. And I'm praying. All of a sudden, as I'm feeling this heaviness, and a little bit of discouragement and weariness, all of a sudden, the Lord, Spirit, comes on me. And the Lord speaks to me, and he says, not many days hence. And I'm like, what is that? He said, what I have promised you is not many days hence. What I have promised this church is not many days hence. What I saw at the first of this month, flames of fire descending. And what the Lord spoke last week, earlier this week, not many days hence. What does that mean? It won't be long now till we step in to a harvest of souls reaching the lost unlike anything we've ever seen before. This building will be filled. This place will be overflowing. And the Lord is going to fill multitudes with his spirit. And there will be people that will come from the four winds and they will experience the supernatural touch of God. It won't be long now. Just a little bit longer. The Lord has spoken five different times in the matter of three months. And the word says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. This list I have just read to you represents three separate witnesses that are saying the same thing. It's time to stop waiting to see. It's stop. It's time to stop just deciding, am I in or am I out? Stand on the word. Speak the word. Pray and petition the promise of God down to this earth. 
I want to help some people today. We get comfortable in our certain level of spirituality and we get used to processing every single thing but Bartimaeus didn't process every single little thing before he opened his mouth and said Jesus have mercy on me we don't find any insinuation in scripture that Bartimaeus weighed out all the good and the bad the benefits and the negatives all the odds what is against me in receiving my healing he something in him just sparked full of faith and he cried out to Jesus and when Jesus called Bartimaeus and said come Bartimaeus was still blind at some point we've got to stop processing every single little thing and trying to figure out every possible outcome when Jesus simply said I've made you a promise this is what it is and it won't be long now so open your mouth and begin to petition God because it's done it's settled it's settled in my spirit is it settled in your spirit it's settled in my spirit. I'm not going anywhere. It doesn't matter what kind of week I've had, what day I've had, who says what, who acts what way. It's settled. Until this promise is fulfilled, I'm here saying the same thing. Petition God, the promise. Send it on down. It's mine. The promise that is coming that hasn't been completely fulfilled yet, it's already yours. It already belongs to this church. It is already yours. Why don't you open your mouth, lift your hands, and say, it's already mine. It's already mine. No. You need to vocalize that right now. Don't hold back. Open your mouth and say, Jesus, I believe this promise is already mine. See it in the spirit before you see it in the natural. Close your eyes right now. Do you see this place filled to capacity? Do you see people from every tribe, kindred, tongue and nation lifting up their voice people from all walks of life the rich and the poor the broken and the whole lifting up their voice in worship to our great God do you see that because that's the promise that God has made this church it's mine it's mine somebody shout it's mine As I close here today, there was a powerful encounter recorded in Acts or Exodus 23, verses 20 through 30. And one thing to note is that the land of Canaan, the promised land, belonged to Israel before they ever possessed it. Just because we're not in it yet doesn't mean it's not ours 
And what the Lord spoke to Moses in this chapter, he said, behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Did you know that disobedience and unbelief are synonymous? Because you don't obey what you don't believe. For he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, and Jebusites, and I will cut them off. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. I want to say this. The past several months, I've had encounters with different people, neither here nor there, that were sent by Satan to see whether or not we were willing to coexist with the gods of this land. You don't need all that. That's not a big deal. How about you let God decide what's a big deal? How about you let God decide how we do this? But the Lord was an enemy to our enemies and an adversary to our adversaries. Not that I hate people, that's not it. What I'm saying is anything that was sent to this church, to me, to you, whatever, I pray that the Lord would be an enemy to the enemy of your soul. And whatever way that it comes at you, whether at the job or tries to infiltrate its way into this place or hits you out of the blue while you're driving home, the enemy comes at your mind, whatever it may be, I'm here today to say that the Lord will be an adversary to your adversaries for the Spirit of God is gonna bring you into the place he has prepared for you. So you shall serve the Lord your God. And when basically you make up your mind, you're gonna do it God's way, God's will, God's way. He will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days and I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come and I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you and I will send hornets before you which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, the Hittite from before you. I will not drive them out from before you in one year. Everything that God has shown us will not happen in one year. 
because we couldn't handle it yet. But little by little, month by month, year by year, we will see everything God has promised. Little by little, I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. The Lord said to Moses, I have set my angel before you, which will lead you into what I have promised you. And Wednesday night, we were praying. Real quick, before I get into this, stay with me. I just want you to give a good report. Since we've done our house groups, and now we have three different meeting places throughout the week for our midweek, our midweek attendance combined has increased 50%. This past week, our midweek total attendance, which used to average 20 to 25 when we were just here, has now increased to 37. And look at this place. It's filling up little by little. But Wednesday night we were praying. The Spirit of God was here very strongly. I hope you were able to sense it. The Spirit of the Lord is moving very strongly. And I saw in my spirit as I was walking up and down this middle aisle, that back door was open. I saw in my spirit what appeared to be angels marching in through that front door in the back and splitting to the left and to the right. And they were coming in so quickly, like they had a purpose and an assignment. And they were marching in. These cloudy figures that I was like, God, am I really seeing what I'm seeing? But the moment I asked the question, the word came to my spirit. My angels are filling this place. And they split to the left and to the right as if they were encompassing this entire place. And the scripture says that the angel of the Lord encampeth around them that fear him. And then as I continued to pray, thanking God for what I saw, all of a sudden I saw in that back door that each of you walked through today as you entered into this place, I saw a cloudy pillar that was bigger than any man I have ever seen. And I didn't see the entire form. I just saw a cloudy pillar that filled that entire open doorway. And I squinted, am I really seeing this? Or am I going crazy? Because you know, I did have to have an eye exam. And I was looking and all of a sudden, what I felt, the witness of the Spirit of God and the Word of God speak to me this one statement. I have set my angel at the door. And I went to scripture, where can I find this? Exodus 23, I have set my angel before you to lead you into what I have promised you because the promise is assured. It is assured. It's not based on your worthiness. 
It's not based on your qualifications. It has nothing to do with that. So we need to settle that. We need to get rid of the fear. We need to get rid of the timidness. We need to get rid of the carnality. We need to lay aside every excuse. And we need to simply say, God has made me a promise and I believe it. Let's stand. The land is promised. The conquest is assured. And the Lord is with us, and his ministering spirits will help us. So now, from this place today, preach the word, and the Lord will confirm his word. And it won't be long now. It won't be long now. We've been given a promise. I hope you see it because it's the handwriting on the wall. We've been given a promise. Now I'm asking you, would you come to this front? Would you lift your hands to the Lord? And would you pray like you have a promise?